Canada's mortgage stress test just got a little easier. The interest rate used in Canada's mortgage stress test has fallen for the first time since 2016. Here to get an idea of what this means, we're joined by Rabina Ahmed Hawk, our 640 Toronto personal finance expert. Rabina, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So the mortgage qualifying rate dropped 5.19% from 5.34% where it had been locked since May 2018. Why is this happening? Well, the Bank of Canada has a posted rate, which, uh, you know, reflects what's happening in the markets. And we know that uh, bonds, this is getting into a little bit too much of the weeds, but we know that bond rates have been falling. And so that's now reflecting that. Uh, The reason that we're talking about this is because this qualifying rate, uh, Bank of Canada posted rate, has been really important for people who are trying to qualify for a mortgage. And so this does make it, it's not that the stress test is, changing. It's just that uh, people who are trying to qualify for a mortgage will not have to uh, be qualified at that higher rate, so they might be able to borrow more. All right, so who specifically stands to gain here? Well, I mean, first-time home buyers have been really uh, the ones affected by this new stress test that came out in the beginning of 2018, where now you had to prove not only could you pay your mortgage, but you could pay your mortgage either posted rate plus 2%, or the Bank of Canada posted rate, whichever is higher. And often the Bank of Canada rate was higher because, you know, if the bank was offering you 3%, um, two two percentage points ahead of that was 5, Bank of Canada qualifying rate was 5.39. So you had to show that, you know, even if your mortgage rate was going to be much lower, that you could still make payments based on that higher rate. And that essentially what it did was all of a sudden people who could have borrowed, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars more now couldn't because they had to prove they could pay it at that higher rate. So that is definitely going to make it a little bit easier to get a little bit more extra mortgage. You might see a little bump in the real estate market because people have a little bit extra money. Uh, but it's not its not something that's going to really move the dial. It's just going to make it a tiny bit easier for those first-time home buyers. Well, you mentioned that more people would be able to try and get into the housing market. More buyers, more offers. Could that drive up prices? Well, lower rates often do uh, when, you know, when you go into a bank and if you can borrow more money and you can show that you can make the payments and you comfortably feel like you can, uh, people are more willing to bid more and more on a house. Uh, the problem is, is that I think in many cases, especially in a city like Toronto, home prices have peaked. I mean, people just simply can't continue to pay more and more for a, you know, a detached home. I mean, already uh, average home prices are well over a million. Like, how high can it go unless wages start to creep up as well? And then people can say, okay, well, I'm making more so I can spend more. But we haven't caught up yet. I and mean, people are still basically making the same wage they did five, six, seven years ago, but home prices have skyrocketed in, in that in that time period. You know, it might you might see a little bump. I think that the stress test is, is really important. I think people were borrowing more than they could afford. People were borrowing to their limit. Uh, this sort of automatically sort of helps people rein it in mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and, and force them to take a second look at how much money they're actually going to borrow for the mortgage. Rabina, what should people do to get their ducks in a row before they apply for a mortgage? Um, you have to first check your credit score. I think people often forget that your credit score is, you know, really important when it comes to how much you can, um, how much the bank is willing to lend you. If you have a really low credit score, they may not be able to lend you the money that you want, or they may give you a higher interest rate because you're seen as a bigger risk, or even more, you might have to go to another bank uh, or, or, or uh, another lender that is willing to take on someone who has uh, bad credit. So first check your credit score. See if everything is as you think it should be. If there's something on there, for example, for me, many years ago, 
uh, I still had that I owed my student loan. They had never closed it. So mm. I had to go and get a letter from the bank, so that, you know, and it was affecting my credit score. Even though the, the, the loan had been paid off, the bank had never noted that. And so it was still on my credit report. Um, you know, the basic information that you need, like your pay stubs um, and, you know, even in the run-up to getting a house, it's important to be saving money for your down payment. The more down payment you put down, the better, um, you're, it's easier it's going to be to make your payments on your home because they'll be lower. So those are just a few things you can do uh, to just be ready uh, to get into that home uh, with the best financial situation possible. I would imagine not many people look at their credit score if, if you know until they're ready to apply for a mortgage. Yeah, I mean, and myself included, you know, it's not something that you do often. Um, I think there are companies that have made it a lot easier that you can check your credit score pretty, you know, pretty quickly, uh, which is great because you can go on and it's called a soft check. Uh, So it will just, uh, it will check sort of basic information and give you an idea of what your score is. Uh, But what you really want is the credit report. And you can write to the credit reporting agencies, whether it be TransUnion or Equifax, um, and ask them to send you a report. It takes a couple of weeks, and then you can see. And, it, you know, it ha- they have all your financial information, everything, you know, everywhere you owe money, any credit cards you have, any fines that you might have with outstanding, anything that where you owe money to anybody will be on there. And so just double-check it. And sometimes they've confused, you know, if you've got a common name, sometimes they put other people's information on the credit report, and you may not even know that it's being affected by information that doesn't even um, pertain to you. That's interesting. You know, I have heard of parents getting, uh, securing a kid a credit card, you know, uh, to start working on their credit score. Is that something that, that people should be doing for, you know, uh, students in university or just out? I mean, I've heard this many times that, you know, you have to get credit in order to build your credit profile, which would make sense. If the, if the parents are signing, like they're the ones that are responsible for paying the bill, then it's not affecting the child's credit card or the young person's uh, credit score, credit report at all. Really, that person, when they turn 18, should get out a credit card, show that they can buy things and pay, them off, pay the bill off in time. That's going to be uh, much more advantageous than just, you know, it's good to teach your kids about how to manage money properly, but unless the card is in their name, it's not really building their credit history. I really appreciate your time today, Rabina. Thanks so much for joining us. Have yourself a beautiful weekend. Yeah, you as well. Stay cool. (laughs) Cheers.